You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With Matt Nagy's days very clearly numbered in Chicago, the head coaching rumors are picking up steam and none have been more prominent yet than Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk, and make sure you're subscribed to that Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and every day. We're here for you five days a week. And normally on our Friday podcast, we put together a game plan for how the Chicago Bears can beat the opponent they have upcoming on the schedule. And I don't want to just like completely overlook the game and, and ignore it and jump ahead into full offseason mode. But I mean, this, this is a... a meaningless week 18 game and especially because yesterday Justin Fields was placed on the COVID-19 list and that's almost certainly going to take him out of the game I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time on the X's and O's against the Vikings team that we did also just watch three or four weeks ago and we did we did a full X's and O's preparation for that podcast or for that game and on yesterday's show we heard from Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings. So we got our, our dip into the Vikings world. And if you want more on the Vikings, of course, Locked On Vikings would be a great resource if you want something extra to help you get ready for this game. But today I thought we need to talk about the, the more exciting and also just sort of the, the bigger story right now for, for Bears fans. And that is what's going to happen at the head coaching position. Nagy expected to be fired after this Vikings game to at some point. And the big rumor this week was Jim Harbaugh, specifically that he might be willing to leave Michigan for the right opportunity. And of course, the Chicago Bears, naturally a a connection point there. I believe it all started from Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. He wrote an article called, Could Jim Harbaugh Return to the NFL? And then a quote called, where he quoted, I think it's real. In the story, he ends up quoting uh, an NFL source, an anonymous NFL source. But he he claimed to sort of quote both college football and NFL sources. And in, in the article from Feldman in particular, he starts out saying, you know, that that there's some real interest in Harbaugh to go to the NFL. And he immediately says the Raiders head coaching job might be tough for him to say no to, given his ties to the organization. He started his coaching career with the Raiders in 2003. And then he goes on and talks about the Raiders a little bit more. And then he throws in one line in here. The Bears might be another option. Those are the only two teams Feldman mentioned by name in this story. And, of course, the Bears don't have a head coaching opening formally yet that the Raiders have an interim head coach, and the Jaguars are then the other, the other team that has truly fired their head coach up to this point. But it's interesting that those are the two teams that are in that consideration. And I think it's it's worth a kind of a closer look at Harbaugh himself. And, you know, a, a lot of Bears fans, I think, are excited about that potential. I think there, there are other Bears fans that aren't as crazy about, about Harbaugh. And so I want to use today's podcast, too, to kind of to go through some of what we've seen from Harbaugh over the years, not only at Michigan, but in San Francisco before that, apply that to the Bears and also then why he might, why, why he should want to come to the Chicago Bears if he is indeed looking to leave Michigan or willing to leave Michigan and if the Bears then were also interested in him. Because he's really kind of come a long way, even just from like 
last year, right? It, it, his time at Michigan has not been decorated, right? It, he has had some struggles in terms of really reaching the heights that the expectations brought for him there. I mean, they brought him in as a, a head coach in the NFL. He'd been to the Super Bowl. He's going to come back to Michigan where he loved and was going to bring them back into being a powerhouse in college football. And certainly this season, we saw them win the Big Ten, finally beat Ohio State, go to the college football playoffs, and obviously lost a tough one against Georgia. But it, it, it was finally the, the, the fruition of what the expectations were supposed to be or the aspirations were supposed to be for Harbaugh at Michigan. But prior to that, it was a, a little bit rough. Even just like a year ago, they had the pandemic season where they were like two and four. And there were some questions as to how long he might remain at Michigan, whether Michigan, how much Michigan would want him to remain there. And he even took a pay cut to remain the head coach at Michigan. Not drastic, but still like it's pretty rare that a coach like takes less money and sticks around. So, I mean, it's, it has been kind of a, a whirlwind turnaround, a whirlwind success once again for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, but there's enough of that track record prior to Michigan, too, that has NFL teams potentially like the Bears and Raiders interested, has me interested in Jim Harbaugh. I'll get that right out of the way. Like, yes, I, I am definitely interested in Jim Harbaugh as a Bears head coaching candidate, and we'll go through some of those reasons a little bit more as we get through the podcast today. But I think from, from Harbaugh's perspective, there's, there's a certain... I mean, there, obviously, there's a lot of difference between the NFL and college. And some guys, some coaches, really just like coaching in college because it offers so much more stability. You know, you can, you can be that guy if you really wanted to as a coach that you could coach at the same school for 10, 15, 20-plus years, you know, if you're good enough at it and you actually want to stay there and make it like your sort of long-term coaching job. It's much, much easier to have a family, and settle them into your college town and build that powerhouse and just sort of run that machine. And there's not that there's not nearly the tumultuousness of the NFL where it's very, very hard to have some of those long-term windows. But Harbaugh could see it the other way and and not, you know, and feel like there's so much more he wants to go back and achieve in the NFL. He's had the taste of an NFL head coaching job. He's had the taste of quarterbacking in the NFL. He knows that that's, that's where, I was going to say the money, but the money's great in college too, but that's where the kind of the glory is, the professional glory. Not that there's not glory in college football, but it just seems like for, for him, he, the coaches tend to fall in those categories of either happy to be in college and take the stability, or they have those dreams of like winning a Super Bowl and that, that type of thing mattering just a little bit more to really truly do it at the NFL level against the best of the best every week, as opposed to college where you're, you're not always playing the best of the best. You're playing the very good of the very good, but not always the best of the best at Michigan there. And so maybe you could see him beating Ohio State this year, winning the Big Ten, is saying he accomplished the things he came to Michigan to do. That That's what he came there to do. He wasn't necessarily, of course, he wants to win a national championship, but he, he wasn't expected, I mean, you're never expected to win a national championship, but he was expected to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten. He has now accomplished that. Maybe he doesn't feel like he has all that much new and more to accomplish in at Michigan, but he could come to a team like the Bears, help develop a young quarterback, reinvigorate the franchise that draft that he you know that he had so much success with and played for and was the quarterback for and bring that glory back to Chicago and be truly, you know, the potential of a hero and a legend in an NFL city that he grew up in love. I mean, that's that's the type of appeal. And you can make the same types of arguments for, for, for the Las Vegas Raiders and maybe other teams, and we'll get into those arguments a little bit later on as well. But I think there is a there, there could and should be a real appeal for Jim Harbaugh, and 
I think there's a real appeal for the Chicago Bears, despite some of the challenges he had at Michigan. We'll kind of go back through what Jim Harbaugh did in San Francisco and some of Michigan and, and how that might apply to what the Chicago Bears have next on Locked On Bears. It is the new year, and that means New Year's resolution. So if one of yours is about maybe eating a little bit healthier or getting fit or whatever your personal health goals are going to be, make sure you include Built Bars in your plan. It's a great way to keep those resolutions because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I mean, really, they're soft, they're easy to chew, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in a bunch of different delicious flavors. I've got Built Bars right now in my cabinet that are coconut brownie chunk with actual like little bits of brownie chunks in there. But unlike candy bars, they're good for you. All Built Bars are low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It is an unreal combination of taste, flavor, and also nutrients that you just can't get in any other product. I've tried a lot of the protein bars over my over my years of eating protein bars, and I have not found anything that tastes as good as Built Bars do and also have the right nutrients to match it. you got to try it for yourself. Head on over to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. It's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off at Built.com. Also want to tell you about an incredible new app, pretty much for anybody who ever drives a car. If you fill up even any kind of vehicle with gasoline, then you need to download the Get Upside app because Get Upside gives you free cash back every time you buy gas per gallon, 25 cents per gallon, up to 50, up to 50 cents per gallon when you use our promo code touchdown. But every time you fill up cash back right into your account. It is literally free money. You fill up, I think you take a picture of your receipt in the app and they directly deposit the money into your Get Upside account. And then you can cash it out to your bank account if you want or through PayPal. They'll even do like e-gift cards to Amazon and other brands. Some people who drive a lot make as much as two to $300 a month just with the Get Upside app from the, the normal fill-ups, normal driving. And, and there's just, I mean, there's really, there's really no catch. You just got to download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Enter in our promo code TOUCHDOWN for that bonus cash back every time you fill up. It's promo code TOUCHDOWN in the Get Upside app. I think there's a lot of upside potential for the Chicago Bears with a head coach like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy because of how things started at Michigan and to some extent, the the sort of lull of like, you know, he he after he left San Francisco, he was kind of out out of the out of sight, out of mind for a little bit, and then Michigan was a little bit slow ramping up to where he is now. But clearly, he has been able to build now multiple teams. Stanford before that, Stanford, San Francisco, Michigan, build them up to be contenders, highly successful contenders. Now he hasn't won a national championship, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, sure. But if if you if if you're only going to hire a head coach whether by whether or not he's been to, taking you to a Super Bowl, your your pool is going to be very very low. And I think it's more important for me with Harbaugh that he has built successful teams multiple times and most importantly at both the NFL and college level, right? I I have real concerns about hiring a coach from college that has only ever done it in college, you know, like especially after the Urban Meyer thing. But not that it's it's a never works. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's kind of come in and done well with Arizona. But regardless, I, I've ner I'm nervous about a coach who's only ever coached in college, even if they've been very successful there. But Harbaugh, especially in San Francisco, I think the amount of time we're removed from it makes us forget how good those 49ers teams were, especially just like compared to where the Bears have been. I mean, he coached four years in San Francisco. He went first year 13 and three. 
Second year, 11 and 4 and 1 with the tie in there. Se- third year, 12 and 4. Then he went 8 and 8 and was fired. He went NFC Championship, Super Bowl, second NFC Championship, fired. And that was, it was a very abrupt ending. And in part, you know, we, we, we remember some sort of like power struggles of, of sorts with the GM there and how Harbaugh maybe was, you know, rubbing them the wrong way. I mean, it was, it was kind of hard to tell what exactly the problem was, but there was some sort of problem in, in that relationship. And of course, that's something to navigate if the Bears were to hire him as a head coach. But like, just on the field for a second, he won 69% of his games, like, so that's nice. I mean, it's really up there with some of the top head coaches in the NFL. Like, I think Bill Belichick's regular season winning percentage is like 72, 73, and Andy Reid is like 70, and Harbaugh was at 69. Like, that's the, the level of regular season success that Harbaugh had in those four years with the San Francisco 49ers. And then, obviously, in the playoffs, won multiple playoff games every year. Yes, lost two NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl, but I, I will take that every year. I mean, like the Bears haven't been to one of those in a decade, right? If if that was the ceiling, I mean, obviously you, you want to do better, but like if that was the ceiling for the Bears to get some NFC championship games, heck yeah. I mean, I think every Bears fan should want to sign up for those NFC championship games. And it wasn't like he inherited this amazing roster. I think they were six and 10. It was the Singletary team and they fired Singletary and had Jim Tom Sula kind of running. It was kind of a joke. I mean, there was some real talent there. I mean, they had many, not many, but not all of the defensive pieces. And then, you know, Frank Gore and, and Vernon Davis, but you know, they had what Alex Smith, but, but I think part of what made Harbaugh so good in San Francisco and what makes him appealing for the Chicago bears is that, I mean, he did hire really quality coordinators, right? Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator, Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator, and both of those coordinators did such a good job of putting their own players in the best positions to be successful and really sort of tailoring an offense around that because that's really what worked so well for them. That that you know that that 49ers offense, for example, you know, they they did draft Colin Kaepernick and and they, they had Alex Smith for the first a year and a half, then switched to Colin Kaepernick. But, like, that was a team that led the NFL in rush attempts and were near the bottom in pass attempts. They didn't ask their quarterbacks to be, you know, the carry the, the full load and be the dynamic game changers. They had a good offensive line and a good running game, safety blanket and Vernon Davis. Usually they had, like, uh, you know, Michael Crabtree was the receiver, top receiver for a while there, but they didn't have, like, a ton of great weapons. But, like, Alex Smith wasn't asked to be... Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't asked to be, you know, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, right? He was just, he just, just got to be Alex Smith and they got to an NFC championship game and then a Super Bowl with it. Like same with Colin Kaepernick, right? Like Kaepernick had a more dynamic skill set. You know, he had some of the same athletic tools that someone like Justin Fields might have, but like Colin Kaepernick was not a, you know, top five quarterback. He had some flashes of some really great play and don't get like, this is not a, we're not here to debate how good Colin Kaepernick was. I think we've done that enough for the last five years collectively as a nation, but like, you know, he, he did not have elite quarterback play, but he helped make his quarterback's jobs easier. And, and he had pretty good quarterback play, plus a really good running game, good offensive line, a couple of weapons and a strong defense. Like that's, that's exactly what we would want to, to see the Chicago bears build, you know, for, for Justin Fields and company. And I also like too, that like Harbaugh wasn't afraid to make that really difficult quarterback change. You know what I mean? Like he, he, Alex Smith had been there for a while and was a former number one overall pick and like was 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 
was not bad. Alex Smith was not a bad quarterback, but it was like they were kind of stuck in this quarterback mediocrity of wondering, like, could Alex Smith really be the one that's good enough to put them over the top? And he had the the gall, the 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 guts, the the cojones, whatever whatever term you want to use, to make a quarterback change, to to say, you know what? I need better. I want better, and I I, hire, I will hold to higher expectations than just game manager. Right? We shoot for the stars. Don't just settle on. Well, Alex Smith is good, so we can just keep riding this out to to you know eleven win seasons and wild card appearances. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to go big for the Super Bowl, and and to be able to to take that type of risk and know your team and and have it pay off at least with a Super Bowl appearance. Right? I mean, it, they switched to Colin Kaepernick and did get better right I mean that that was what I mean it wasn't just purely because of Colin Kaepernick right but it, it did have the intent it contributed to the intended results while still prioritizing the running game it's tight ends you know easy stuff for the quarterback and, and a good defense as well I mean it just it just there's something so Chicago about that that I think could be appealing for a lot of Chicago Bears fans especially when you put Justin Fields in that and, and feel like it's a it's a coach that's going to hire coordinators that will utilize their quarterback properly and their defense and the players that they have. And then also he will protect the quarterback, but also, you know, give him the opportunity to be great too. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't hamstring Colin Kaepernick. They didn't make him stay in the pocket and throw short passes, right? It wasn't in the same way that Matt Nagy maybe hasn't always been the best at letting Justin Fields be Justin Fields. It just feels like Harbaugh would have some of the potential to be able to do that for a team like the Bears and just set the tone and be that sort of CEO type head coach, football guy that's not going to have any of this got to figure out the wise stuff, none of this rigmarole and, and word soup and going around in circles. Like, yes, Harbaugh does, he can be, he can be a lot, right? I mean, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a character sometimes, and, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit too much, and it rubs you the wrong way or whatever, and like, yes, I, Harbaugh is not the perfect head coaching candidate, but compared to what the Bears have had, Big, big potential upgrade there. And honestly, it's a head coaching cycle that we'll, as we'll get through more through this offseason where there's not a lot of other like sparkly, great, amazing options that you just indefusibly love more. It's a lot of guys with different types of pros and cons. And I like Jim Harbaugh's pros a lot. And I, I can live more so with his cons than some of the other guys that I might have some real question marks. So I think the Bears should be very, very interested in Jim Harbaugh. And I think Harbaugh should be interested in the Bears, even beyond the nostalgia connection, but just for what the Bears have, even compared to some of the other potential head coaching openings. We'll compare the Bears and then make the case basically to Harbaugh as to why he would want to come here next on Locked on Bears. Today's episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, the number one place we recommend for all of your sports betting needs. And you know, this Bears-Vikings game on its own might not give you a lot to watch for, but if you put a little money down, all of a sudden it matters a lot more whether Andy Dalton is going to get that late touchdown or not. And looking at the spread right now at BetOnline with the news of Justin Fields on the COVID list, the line has shifted even more. Right now I'm reading Bears plus five and a half. That would be make them five and a half point underdogs on the road. The money line jumps to 210. Bears plus 210 if you think they can pull the upset straight off. And the over-under still staying at 44 and a half as of right now. So expecting a higher scoring game this time than it was the first time the Bears played the Vikings. If you want to take advantage of those lines, betonline.ag is the place to go. Sign up today for a free account and enter in our promo code Locked On, and you're going to receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline giving you even more free money to play with and bet at BetOnline, where the game starts. 
So the two teams Bruce Feldman mentioned in his article, the Raiders and the Bears, is where we'll start there. And I think then there's a couple other teams that potentially could have head coaching options that all of a sudden maybe enter this discussion if there's a Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes. But I think the Chicago Bears should have the appeal advantage over the Raiders and other teams, specifically to Jim Harbaugh and what he's had and what he's dealt with and what his career has brought him so far. Because like when I look at the Las Vegas Raiders, right, of course, like Derek Carr, good quarterback, locked in. You, there's no question what you're getting with Derek Carr, as opposed to maybe Justin Fields. You, there's a potential, and we're excited about it, but we don't know for sure what Justin Fields is. But so what the, the Raiders, right? Derek Carr, yes. They've got Josh Jacobs in the backfield, sure, and, and Darren Waller at tight end. Like, that's a, a solid quarterback, running back, tight end trio. But then what else? You know what I mean? Like, when you really what, – like, what else do they have that really stands out as, like, yeah, that would be a huge appeal, a, a huge appeal to a, a head coach coming in. Like I could, I could see where maybe you, you make the argument that because the quarterback is veteran, that they're immediately closer to contending right away. But I don't know that that's necessarily. I mean, given Justin Fields' potential, and I mean, there's going to be some rebuilding involved in both potential franchises in terms of surrounding the quarterbacks. But like you know, the, the Raiders, they would have had Henry Ruggs, but not anymore. You know, he's yeah, because of the, of course, the extremely tragic, sad DUI crash incident, the manslaughter that he's charged with. Like, you know, they don't have that top weapon. They've got a couple of young offensive linemen and like defensively, a couple of pass rushers, you know, Max Crosby and Yannick Gakwe. I mean, Colin Nassip too. I mean, maybe um, a couple of younger guys in the secondary that they've drafted in recent years. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like in love with everyone across, across the board there. It just, plus then you add in, the mess, right? I mean, the the John Gruden mess. And even to some extent, the, the Mike Mayock stuff and the power dynamic there has always been kind of weird. But then this offseason, there was some really weird stuff. When the NFL was investigating the Washington football team, there was a time where like, two or three or four executives in the Raiders organization like resigned, kind of, I don't want to say like abruptly. I mean, I was going to say quietly, but we knew about it, but they didn't really say why. It was just like, some, some like people who had been in the Raiders organization for a long time all of a sudden chose this offseason to leave the organization. And we never really heard exactly why. And it just feels like there's something, something not right. I'm not, I, I'm not even, I'm not even, gonna, can't even speculate on what, right? I have no idea what it is. But it just, that, that, those types of things are all sort of happening at the same time. And no one really knows or has said exactly what's going on. And I just wonder if there's some level of, I don't know, dysfunction or, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to think of, I'm not trying to accuse of anything more nefarious than that, but just organizational stability. The Raiders haven't necessarily screamed that. Whereas at least in Chicago, we certainly have our gripes with Ted Phillips and George McCaskey 100%, but like they're for sure stable. Right? I mean, that if, if anything, they're too stable. <laughs> that, that's, that's sort of the complaint, right? Is that they're, they're too, they're too stable and too stuck. But I can see where that would be more appealing for like for for a Jim Harbaugh or really I mean any head coach in, in that kind of situation but then you know if we compare it even like to some other teams right Jaguars no I mean we don't need to, I mean Trevor Lawrence yes but the GM there's Trent Baalke of 49ers with Harbaugh and I don't think that reunion is is going to happen Denver Broncos if they fire Vic Fangio could could Harbaugh replace his old defensive coordinator and then keep him probably not I mean they don't have a quarterback they've got the lock Bridgewater mess I mean they do have some other young pieces but they don't have the young quarterback in place. I mean, or if the New York Giants fire Joe Judge, which maybe they will, maybe they don't. They're, 
they're really stuck in a hole at the bottom of their sort of team building process. They still kind of stuck with with Daniel Jones. The, the, the teams that I think that also come closer to the Raiders and the Bears in this would be the Seahawks. If they fire Pete Carroll, I could see where Jim Harbaugh would love to work with Russell Wilson, right? Which head coach wouldn't love to work with Russell Wilson unless Wilson just so desperately wants out of Seattle regardless of who the head coach is, then that might be interesting. But to be back in his division and be able to play against his former team might be appealing. Same kind of thing with like the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, right? Like if they fire Mike Zimmer, Harbaugh could see Cousins as a sort of ready-made quarterback type situation with a couple of young receivers and uh, a running back, but they still have some some rebuilding to do there too. So, you know, they're, they're, all of these teams, I'm not not here to say that, oh, the Bears are far and away the best option above all of those different teams. No, but I think a couple of things stand out with Harbaugh is that one, Justin Fields is, uh, out of all of those teams, I think the most promising of the young quarterbacks. I mean, you can make the Trevor Lawrence Jaguars argument, but Jaguars aren't, think, are really on the table for Harbaugh. But, you know, the other quarterbacks are better. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, they're better right now. But Fields... Fields is that quarterback that Harbaugh could come in and really, you know, mold and, I mean, get credit for. I mean, not that he's only in it for the credit for developing a quarterback, but it's something there that he could take him under his wing and really just make that his his mark on the Bears and on the NFL and, and you know, on, on the league in that way. And so I think there's a, a strong appeal there. Plus, you look at, like, you know, David Montgomery could be sort of his Frank Gore. And, yes— Josh Jacobs could be his Frank Gore and, you know, other teams have running backs, but Roquan Smith could be his Patrick Willis. You know what I mean? Like you start to be able to draw some of these types of of parallels to the 49ers a little bit. Not that he needs Frank Gore and Patrick Willis specifically, but, you know, he likes, he seems to like having good running back, good running game and a linebacker focused defense there. And then the Bears are able to provide some of that. Plus, if they, if they end up moving Ryan Pace into some other position here and want to restructure the front office, you know, there's potential there to give Harbaugh some more like general managery powers if that's if that's what he wants and that's what he's looking for. I'm not crazy about like just handing him the keys and letting him be the Bill Belichick GM and head coach, but if there's power dynamic issues, the Bears are in a spot right now to maybe negotiate a compromise work on on some of those things. But most importantly, Jim Harbaugh loves the Chicago Bears, played for the Chicago Bears, has reportedly told people in his life previously that the Chicago Bears would be his dream job. And he knows how to handle the Chicago media. He knows what it's like to be a quarterback in Chicago and to be able to pair that with Justin Fields and to be able to have a head coach who can sit down and say, not only have I been an NFL quarterback before, but I've been an NFL quarterback in that jersey, in this city, you know, in this, I mean, not exactly in this locker room because I'm in the rebuild locker rooms, but, you know, in this stadium, in this in this environment, like you, you can't, you can't bring anything closer than that for Justin Fields, right? I mean, obviously the X's and O's and the techniques and the mechanics and all that stuff are, are really important parts of it too. But just that that connection is just so real and strong and, and immeasurable, right? You can't put a dollar amount on that. You can't you can't you can't measure it. But it's just a feeling that that a, a man might have in wanting to come back to the organization that he loved and and play for the team. Like Michigan was like his college dream job. The Bears are that NFL dream job. And to have the glory of bringing that franchise back, I think just can hit at such a deeper level than it would be fun to coach Russell Wilson, yes. But to be able to bring the Chicago Bears back to glory would be like the ultimate legendary status for a guy like Jim Harbaugh. Plus, Maybe he'd get a new stadium. You know what I mean? Like, if the Bears move out of, out of Soldier Field into Arlington Heights, like, 
It could be like Harbaugh could kind of lead the team into the new era in the new stadium. Like, yeah, the Raiders have a new stadium too or whatever. Like, it's a small little thing. But like, I could just see you can really start to put together this package if you're, if you're George McCaskey and Ted Phillips or whoever meeting with Jim Harbaugh and saying like, you can run this town. You can be the king. You can be the god. Bears fans will revere you forever if you turn Justin Fields into an elite quarterback and bring a Super Bowl back to Chicago. There, there is not another opportunity in the NFL that can give you that type of feeling inside in your soul from when you played for this organization as a player. And that's really, I think, the pitch to Jim Harbaugh. I think the pitch to the Bears is easy enough on why he would be a good candidate for them, especially compared to some of the other candidates. And as we go through the rest of the offseason, we'll go through some of these other guys once Matt Nagy is officially moved on from and we'll bring on some other experts from around the Lockdown Podcast Network to help us learn more about, say, Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills or Byron Leftwich from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, however the Bears might go about it. We'll break it all down for you right here on the Lockdown Bears Podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll probably break down the Vikings game to some degree as long as something of, of interest happens in it on Monday's podcast. Although if they fire Matt Nagy right after the game, that's probably the number one thing we're going to be talking about here for the very immediate future. So I hope even as the team disappoints you, the podcast does not, makes it a little bit more exciting, and most importantly, makes it that much easier to bear down.